This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Life is water dancing to the tune of nature. Native Americans in North America considered hot springs to be sacred places where the Great Spirit lived, which is why they believed the thermal and mineral waters had miraculous healing powers. Warriors could rest in these areas without being harassed by other tribes, as they were known as neutral ground. Hot springs have been inhabited by Native Americans for more than 10,000 years, according to archaeological findings. In the high desert of southern Idaho, there was a place where natural and continuous hot water flowed from the mountainside, healing the Shoshone and Bannock tribes through generations. There was a belief that this water was sacred and should be guarded. Tribal elders began to recognize the special properties of the water as time passed. The tribal members learned how to create crystals and water using sacred ceremonial blessings, giving the water a mystique and visual power. It is believed that the water of Crystal Spring can promote healing according to oral and written tradition. Although much of this sacred water's history is still unknown, it still flows naturally from the mountainside as it has for millennia. Valeria interviews Michael Hobson. He is the founder of Aquin Springs. Michael Hobson has spent his life studying frequencies, first as a mathematician, then as an econometrics professor and corporate business consultant through his several businesses in the music industry, at the forefront of both the vinyl movement and live recording industries, Michael's interest in frequencies eventually brought him to water. He became fascinated with water and started a nearly decade-long deep dive into understanding it in all its capabilities. After years of studying water, water structure and water frequencies, deepening his understanding of this underappreciated molecule that appears to be the foundation of all life on Earth, Michael heard about a special water that came from a source in a remote part of Idaho. Through a series of coincidences, he found his way to the spring where pristine water that tastes like no other finds its way to the Earth's surface at 139 degrees Fahrenheit and naturally comes out of the ground at 80 gallons a minute. It was here in this special place known for centuries to Native Americans as Crystal Spring that it became clear to Michael that he would have a role in helping to bring this water to the public. Hobson sees frequencies as a way for humanity to connect, communicate, and heal, and knows water plays an important role in life, longevity, health, and personal growth. Michael built Aquin Springs with the intention of shepherding this source water to the world and protecting the untouched nature that surrounds the spring from which it comes. Meet Michael at aquinsprings.com. Here's the interview with Michael Hobson. In your own words, who is Michael Hobson? Well, 
That's a that's a great question. I don't think about that very often, to be honest. Um, I guess rather than a long diatribe about you know where I came from, um, and maybe I'll add a little of that, but I feel like at this moment in time, in the present, that I'm a water shepherd, and that I've been led to this special place in. Uh, southern Idaho, near the Nevada border, that's been known to Native Americans for, we think, millennia um, as a sacred place where this uh, wonderful water comes out of the ground. And we can talk a little bit more about that. But um, I literally have been guided uh, through my path uh, in the water world, which is now about 15 years. And uh, here we are. I love that. I have been guided. I have been led to. So talk to me about that experience. Did you know that you were being led to something like this, to what you call now the Aquin Springs? Well, I didn't recognize it at first. Right. Um, and just to add a little background, uh, I guess people describe me as a serial entrepreneur having uh, started now uh, on the I'm on the 11th business in 34 years, and I was I had a business um, I owned a, actually a vinyl record company, um, and I sold that in 2010. But much prior to that, probably in uh, around the late 1990s, someone asked me, um, "So what are you going to do next?" And without hesitation, I said, I don't know, but it's something to do with water. And, and to this moment, I still don't quite know why I said that. And, and I'll be honest, sheepishly admitting that at the time, you know, I wasn't a big water person. I mean, yeah, I drank water. You know, you go to the restaurant, you have some at home. But, I, you know, I, I really wasn't that – I didn't pursue it. So um, – but – as time has gone on, now as I look back, I see, you know, all of the steps that got me from there, from that question, and then that which was my first recognition of that's what was going to happen next that came from somewhere. I don't think it came from inside of me. You know, that concept of um, that we are potentially, at least in part, uh, receivers. Uh, and that things are information and so forth uh, comes to us if we're open to it. And I, I look back and that's how it feels like that happened. It's interesting that you say that. It's, I was about to say, actually, I was kind of, it, it came to me when you mentioned the, the water word, the idea coming to mind. And then it spontaneously kind of um, letting that to manifest verbally. So I think... I thought immediately, ah, oh, that's coming from inside of him. Like that. Yeah. yeah, immediately. And then you said, no, I don't think it was inside of me. I think I was open to it. That's interesting. Yes, you know, that also makes sense. So as long as we are open to the inspiration coming from the universe, from God, yeah. whatever we wanted to call that, say, then we'll manifest something. There's a possibility for something to happen. It seems like there is an order to everything that happens. Would you call that a spirituality? Well, 
I think that when we look around us and if we're present and not thinking about the future or the past, and that's why being in nature is such a wonderful thing because you have that opportunity to look around and wonder and just say, oh my goodness, this is all just so amazing. And um, it's, it's hard for me to imagine that this was just um, the outcome of letting a random process happen over a long period of time. Um, that there, there is some plan in place, and I think we're part of that plan, uh, regardless of how we uh, came here or uh, developed here. And uh, it, even in the interaction uh, with other people and with animals and, and so forth, the, the more open I have allowed myself over time, the more I feel that connection um, with everything that's here. And, you know, that notion I used to have of serendipity, that this was just a, a happy outcome. I now recognize that, um, and I've, I have a saying that I've coined, I don't know that anybody else has said it, but, and that is that free will is what happens when you get off of the plan. Right. So I really do feel guided and that really applies to more or less everything that's going on in my life. Um, and again, as I mentioned to you before, it's really the challenge is remaining open and remaining receptive to um, those messages and those seeming coincidences and becoming comfortable with the idea that we all, I think, more or less come to the conclusion that like things do work out, right? Maybe not like we expected them to or we thought or we wanted them to, but they do work out. Mm. You know, from my own experience, by not kind of letting go of my own plans, things happened in a much, much better way, per se, like unimaginable way, yes. has been my experience. I guess the question for you concerning that is, how do we know the difference between being guided by something that's leading us to a place where we can benefit ourselves and others, uh, humanity, yeah. and being guided by our own ambitions and, and desires? Well, I think um, one of the challenges that we all face, uh, if I should be so bold to say that, um, but I certainly mean that for myself, is this notion of um, subjugating the ego, and which is, I think, really a, an indirect say, way of saying to um, diminish or try to get rid of as much of the fear that we all carry. And by, by doing that and being the opposite of fear for me is being confident, um, being aware, as we mentioned, that things ultimately are going to work out and they're going to work out for the, the way that they are supposed to, which doesn't mean for me that we're puppets. But it does mean that we're here with a purpose. And I think it's for us to discover that and then to uh, do our best to execute on it uh, in as genuine a way as possible. Do you see a kind of 
common shared goal when it comes to that purpose, Michael? In the end, like for humanity, are we all going in the same direction? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, no, I don't think so. And I, I, I'm, I used to want to embrace the idea that ultimately the goal here is one of everyone coming together and living in in peace, as the as the song says. Um, I've revised that. And at least one of the things I, I believe to be true, certainly about myself, is that it's really about my journey here. And if I can uh, progress and live in, in less fear and, and in love in my heart and feel that connection and not be in judgment, that that is what my job is. That's one of my roles here. And that by interacting with others on that level, that maybe there uh, we come into resonance, which is something that I'll talk about with regard to the water, because as in our bodies, we're, you know, molecularly 99.9% water molecules. And so water being the basis of life and uh, this vessel that we have that we're endowed with that allows for our consciousness to experience that beauty that we see all around us and all of these wonderful coincidences that aren't coincidences, you know. Um, so water plays a role in allowing us to use our senses to experience all that's around us. Yes, and that's, um, I mean, it resonates true because it seems like we are attracted to water, the ocean. I, I have never met anyone who is not fascinated by it. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, there's, there's a lot of wonder in the ocean. There's a lot of rhythm, you know. I'm sure uh, being in Florida that you... Um, or near the beach. I grew up in Florida, and so yeah, on the on the west coast in Fort Myers. So the the waves that come in there are not as as nice on some levels as they are on the east coast. But nonetheless, there's a rhythm, there's a a pulse, and um, everything in the world is moving. Everything in the universe is moving, including the water in our bodies. And so, as Tesla said that if you want to understand the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And while he was talking, I think, on a larger scale, you know, there's that notion of as above, so too below. And if you look at human beings, um, we really are energy, frequency, and vibration. You know, we have that saying, you know, I get a good vibe from that person. And it's it's not just convenient. That's really what's happening. And we we recognize it. Um, but we don't we don't really understand it. And water turns out to be um, a medium that modulates. I call it the conductor of life, um, because in our bodies, it turns out that water is in, it, it actually changes its state um, inside of our cells versus 
the uh, outside of the cells. And when an injury happens, this wonderful molecule goes from a very structured, uh, uh, the water in our cells is very structured. But when there's an injury, um, for example, if you get a burn or if you break a bone or if you get a blister, what happens? Water shows up on the site, right, to help with that process of healing. But that water prior to it being in that state was in a different form. It was that that's what I refer to. I'll refer to as bulk water. Because it's more like the water that we drank and the water in the ocean and so forth. But the water in our bodies is highly structured in a hexagonal way. And it actually operates with minerals that are, we know that minerals are important. One of the reasons minerals are so important to us is that they facilitate conductivity in the body. And remember, we are electric and um, for people that that don't understand or believe that, there was a book that was written last year, I think, that says by the title by the same name, We Are Electric, by a woman called Sally Adi. And you can get it on Amazon. I highly recommend it. Um, it will it will change people's perspective on how the human body operates um, from an electrical standpoint. And water and minerals act as the conductive fluid. And that's mm-hmm. why I say water is uh, one of the conductors of life. I think now it's a good time to talk about the name, a Queen Springs. Yeah, talk to me about how did you find this name? What's, what's the meaning? So um, after I was guided to this special place, uh, as I mentioned before, in southern Idaho, in, in the high desert, at about 6,500 feet, literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, And once I understood that there was something very special about this place and that it had a history, not a recent history, but uh, many millennia of history with the the native people of this continent. And so we started looking for something that made some sense. And um, a queen means... Um, clarity, peace, and tranquility. Um, and that is what it feels like when you're on site uh, at the spring where the water comes out of the ground, by the way, at 140 degrees Fahrenheit. So this is a location of a hot spring. And it's been known for a very long time, even after the natives uh, left there, as a, as a place of healing. Uh, people came there and bathed in the water and so forth, and it is very rejuvenating. So um, if I may make a statement that some people may find controversial, not people that probably are listening to your wonderful podcast, but uh, people in the scientific world, I think we've forgotten that um, Food stuff doesn't work or water or air doesn't work exactly the way that we think it does. In, in some ways, we run on light. We run on electricity, which is a form of light. And it turns out that food stuff is condensed light. 
And water is also condensed light. And air carries that magical thing. I think it's electricity, but it goes by a lot of different names called prana and chi, you know, life force. Sometimes people call it zero point energy. It's, it's what bathes us. And so when we breathe air in, yes, oxygen's important and we know how that part works. But I believe also that we are breathing in and taking energy out of water and out of food that really sustains us. Right. And so that's that's kind of the miracle um, of, of what's going on here. Of course, it's the laws of the physical world. I try not to kind of put those energies together. When I think about spiritual energy, I don't think about physical energy, although I know it's all connected. But there's something I don't know if you have heard. You probably have. This is a little bit going off the subject, but not at the same time. I remember there's this man called Ramana Maharaj. He's a uh, guru in India. You probably heard about him. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you, you probably also heard about the story with um, Ramdas, where he gave him, I think it was LSD. Okay. Very high dose. <laughs> and nothing happened to him. He was on, on the same state of mind, of as if he was already kind of out of the body, in the body at the same time. So when I hear those things, and I, of course, I have had some experiences myself where mm-hmm. some of the things that I, I went to a, a retreat, I won't get into details because it's very personal. I actually want to write about it one day. Okay. So going to a retreat center and all that, and then being given some of the substance too, and the body not reacting to them. In reacting to some of them at, at a different time, but then at, at times it didn't, it didn't work. So you're just wondering how, from my own experience, I wonder, do you think that has, has something to do also with belief systems? The more we believe we are only physical matter, then matter will kind of control and let's say it becomes our a world where we are pretty much under the influence of the material, physical loss all the time. There are some people, human beings, who know who they are or what they are, mm-hmm. uh, essentially the essence. And then for some reason, the physical laws still apply, but they're not led by them. They're not as influenced by the, the physical world as most people are. I don't know. Does it resonate with you somehow, Mike? Well, this? Um, I, so I, I just want to clarify. When I talk about... The um, us, the physical body, uh, and the energy that we run on being light or electricity, and that we extract that from the air and water and from food. I really am talking about this vessel that we all are endowed with that allows for our consciousness to express itself. Okay. So I, I differentiate between those two. You know, we're, we're here to have that experience and, you know, we need to have this, this body to have that experience. At least that's what we're doing here. So, um, you know, in, in terms of the power of our consciousness, 
um, I, I personally, my own experience is that it's superpowers and that we have either forgotten or have lost the understanding of those superpowers. And that part of that superpower involves um, what is sometimes called mind over matter. Um, you know, the fact that there are people and this is absolutely documented that can manifest material, physical things out of nothing. And so that ability for us to interact with our environment and not be um, a captive to it, right? Um, it, it absolutely goes both ways that we have. And, and I think that leads to um, – a very strong belief and, and again, comes from my own experience of our ability to heal ourselves and, and to affect the course of our lives. And that we, that is part of free will, even though, as I mentioned before, I believe that there is, you know, a path that we all have the opportunity to, to join individually, sometimes together. And um, so I think that's, I hope that answered your question. I think we have the ability to um, to not be affected by cybacillin or poison. Or, I mean, we do really have enormous power to uh, to affect change in our body. Mm. And that really says a lot about self-healing, right? That the mind can help the body heal, but it feels to me like the body carries this power innately, it heals itself. It's incredible. Like when we cut ourselves, it immediately starts to heal. That's a superpower to me. Yeah. I mean, left to its own devices, um, you know, on some level or another, the body will will heal itself. Sometimes the outcome, you know, is is not uh, like, in other words, if we intervene, it turns out better. I, and I think of sort of a compound fracture that if you didn't do anything, the body would find a way to heal, but it might not heal in the, in the most ideal way. And so to intervene, um, and that's, I think surgeons are really good for that. Um, but in terms of, um, part of my sense is that, um, because our thoughts are so important and so powerful and that, what happens to us with trauma, with things that happen to us, uh, that, that, that energy, let's call it. And I, when I say energy, I mean a vibratory pattern. So I, this is not some nebulous thing. I'm talking about a vibratory pattern that is not harmonious. And that if left to its own devices, that pattern finds a place somewhere in our body in our tissues and our cells and, and causes disharmony. And ultimately if left unchecked, uh, it leads to dis-ease. And by virtue of that, I believe that we have an innate ability to rid ourselves of that trauma if we're aware of it. And to, uh, if there is an out, uh, an outcome of disease, that we're able to heal that as well, right? And this is about cause and effect, right? 
Um, I think everyone knows a story of someone who has had a something traumatic happen to them, a death of someone close to them, or or even a divorce, or a, you know something terrible that happens, the loss of a child, and that soon thereafter they're afflicted by um, some something that is either a disease or something catastrophic in their health. And that's not just a coincidence, right? And so that mechanism is that we have control over that. And so, you know, I, I want to speak a little bit about how water plays into that because the water that uh, comes from a queen springs from this special place has a high level of silica in it. And there are a lot of benefits of silica. In fact, it's a very important trace mineral in our body. So from a chemical standpoint, I can talk about, you know, the basis of our hair, our bones, our teeth, our extracellular matrix, which is all of our connective tissue, um, and about the gut and the importance of silica for proper gut function and for wound healing and for binding to aluminum that gets into our body, that we breathe, that we eat, that we drink, and then we sweat that out because the silica binds to it. So there's all these beautiful things that silica can do you know, for our body, and it's very important. I'll talk a little bit more about that later on, but the the part that I want to focus on that relates to what we were just mentioning is that in the form that you can uh, get in the bottles that we sell, the 750 milliliter glass bottles, you can actually see the crystals, the silica crystals, and They've been vibrationally, the water's been vibrationally programmed so that those silica crystals coalesce and you can actually see them. And remember, silica is the basis for quartz. And quartz, as we know, is a highly structured uh, crystal and that you can put information into a crystal into quartz and retrieve it. Quartz also has piezoelectric activity, so it's electrical in nature. And so it turns out that the water, that the crystal, the silica crystals in the water can hold vibratory information. And what is our voice? Our voice is a vibratory reflection of our thoughts. So if you have an intention and you speak from your heart into the water, into a glass of this water, your true intention for self-healing, and you drink that water, that vibratory pattern can offset that pattern that I mentioned before that comes from trauma that causes the cells to not be vibrationally in a state of harmony, okay? And so we can return ourselves, water again being a medium to deliver that message to ourselves. Mm. 
that's um, amazing when you say harmony. So that word, um, balance, equilibrium. I remember I interviewed, I think it was a water scientist a long time ago, probably three years ago. And I remember that she's saying that kind of, it changed the way I looked at water because she said, water is liquid crystals, she said. It is. In our body, it is. And by the way, uh, this liquid crystal in our body um, is, it allows for the electrical communication both within the cell and between cells, okay? And the when we don't have enough water or we're in a, in a distressed state, Water makes this transition in our bodies, and this is well known, between the crystalline structure and the bulk structure, like I mentioned before, around wounds, okay? And so the more water in our body that's in the bulk state, the less is our ability for those cells to communicate, for the tissues to communicate, and for Information from the brain to get to tissues through the neurons is all about the structure of water in our bodies, being able to conduct both light, photons, which is one of the ways that the body uh, communicates with, with, within itself, but also electrically with those uh, electrical responses that are important for everything to be in harmony. So not only is it important for, you know, us to drink good water, um, but we need to be well hydrated. Yeah, the harmony part. I also remember you mentioned many times uh, throughout our conversation today, harmony. Somebody said that minerals are always in perfect harmony. I remember interviewing somebody about also about water and minerals and crystals, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then remember this woman saying that too. So minerals are, crystals are in perfect harmony. And then thinking about water as a liquid crystal, it kind of makes sense that the better quality we water we drink, the more the body will be in harmony, which is um, the basis for healing. And when you speak of... Also, these uh, the connectivity, making connections and all that in the body. All the, I think about movement and I think about circulation, of course. Yes. And I think about a dance. And that's what you said on your website caught my attention immediately. Life is water dancing to the tune of nature. Nature, yes. Oh, yeah, that stopped me for a while because I love this. This concept of dancing, of movement, which dance basically to me, I visualize as a harmonic movement, energetic movement, resonance. And I see, now I see why you also have, you were very interested before in frequencies, so you were in the music yes. industry. That yes. makes sense. Music, dance, water, healing, so circulation. So all that come together. How incredible is that? Well, I mean, that's part, as I mentioned to you earlier, of my when I look back at the path that got me from there to here, um, you know, I had a lot of, of involvement in the music business, and that is all about harmony. It's all about frequency. It's about, um, you know, 
resonance, right? And that's what happens when, when, when we encounter music, that it resonates our, our tissues and, and we feel good as a result. I want to share something a little bit technical that is along these lines that people might not know about. And that is that even within the cells, the organelles uh, within the cells, they all have vibratory patterns and they all have resonant frequencies. And, um, you know, I like to say that when the cells are in harmony, which is a state of ease, that we are happy and healthy and vice versa, that when we're happy and healthy, the cells are in harmony. And that's, you know, that's how that, that works in both directions. But, you know, um, they're in order for them to stay in harmony, the cells have to communicate and within themselves and, and between the cells. And they do that with these electrical signals and photons. And, um, so if the brain sends a signal, you know, via the neurons, um, to a tissue, or there's a need for a, full, a protein to fold or a DNA expression within the cell, um, the, the water is the, is the conductor or the semiconductor of, of that activity. So, um, you know, what I want to say is that, uh, for example, there is a, an organelle mic- macromolecule inside uh, each cell and it's called, they're called microtubules. And, um, I won't go into a lot of detail about how they work, but they're called the workhorse of the cells. And if people want to look deeper into that, they can, but there's been some research done by uh, someone that I know, um, that they've identified that these, um, microtubules when pulsed, they ring in a triplicate in a very harmonic tone, okay? And that water and the water around those uh, microtubules are important for that harmony. And I really mean it that way. I mean it from a musical standpoint. And that's the way the cells, you know, the organelles communicate that everything's good here. And that's the mechanism by which we... Uh, are in a state of ease, or if we allow this disharmonic activity to, through our thoughts, to settle into our cells and tissues, that's what gets disrupted. And then from that comes, you know, pain, inflammation and pain, right? So we, we know the mechanism. And of course, we have a lot of different ways, including, as we talked about earlier, meditative processes, that ability for us to still our mind and to find a place of calm and peace that, you know, brings, brings some level of ease to our tissues. And um, being in nature and exercising and eating well and having an open heart and being generous mm. and helping others, you know, being in service. Yeah. All of those things bring that level of harmony to our body that makes us feel good. And water's the mediator. Yeah. And water is the one conducting. I love the way you say that, the conductor yeah, <laughs> of really the is. orchestra of life, uh, of the human life, the human body. Um, you see, that really resonates 
true to me because I have been, of course, in the wellness, well-being industry for a long time and doing everything that seems the latest scientific research on anything, I would just do it. In water, yes, has been a huge part of my, uh, let's say, health, self-care habit. And, and now the more I know about water and how important it is, the more I focus on quality And I mentioned to you before, the minerals and all, and I I also appreciate your water. It tastes incredible. I tried, and I wish I could have a whole (laughs) five-gallon. Yeah, I like to say that, you know, we do, actually. Um, Yeah, we do. And, you know, I should let you and your listeners know that um, one of the problems with water (laughs) is that it's heavy. And from a commerce standpoint, uh, shipping it around is uh, incredibly costly. And I just want to let people know that um, right now we do direct to consumer from the website uh, sales, and you can get both the, the bottles, the 750 milliliter bottles that I mentioned before, that you can see the beautiful silica crystals in. And if you put light on them and let them get stirred up, they're, they they form these beautiful helixes inside and and dance, you know, to the tune of nature as well. And then we've got five liter boxes uh, that come in two packs that we ship. And also that five gallon box that um, that you mentioned is the most cost effective. Um, and we do right now subsidize people's shipping. We don't pay for entirely the shipping because it's it's exorbitant uh, and exorbitant price to ship via UPS and we even get a deal there, but we, you know, we subsidize that. But what I wanted to get to was that we are um, setting up uh, an Amazon account. And um, I know people have mixed feelings about Amazon, but the good news about it is that they have a great distribution network. And so for people, you know, like you in Florida, which is a long way away from us, um, that will really substantially uh, reduce the cost of, of getting the water to people and, and make it more available. That's wonderful news. So do you have any idea of, for date? Is this coming up soon, the Amazon Yeah, page? I would say in the next month. Oh, okay. um, in the meantime, um, I think it might be an appropriate time for us to let your listeners know that if they want to come to the website, www.aquenesprings.com, and uh, if they want to order something and they put in the discount code QUEST, that that they will receive a 10% discount. And, of course, I said before that um, we, uh, we do subsidize shipping, so it makes it a little bit more affordable. And then when Amazon comes online, I think that that will, will help people a lot. I wanted to, uh, to go back to silica, if you don't mind. I talked about it from the spiritual standpoint, from the fact that it holds this vibratory pattern from our voices that can affect self-healing. And, and I, I do it all the time, so I can speak with, uh, with experience there. It's not the water that heals you. It's your, that you heal yourself. And this is just a mechanism by which that can happen. But something people may not realize is that, and this is well known, that when we're babies, we're about 85% water by volume. 
And when we uh, get later in life or near the end, let's say, um, we're only about 60 or 65% water. And so you could say that the process of aging is uh, also synonymous with dehydration. And uh, people like to, it's a good visual to think of us as babies, as being grapes. And when we reach old age, we're raisins. And, but here's an, here's, a, here's an interesting fun fact, and this is true but little known, and that is as we age, we also lose silica content in our bodies. So remember I mentioned earlier about all the things that silica is good for, uh, skin and hair and teeth and bones and wound healing. So when you think about it, if we lose silica's content in our body, is it any surprise that the elderly have skin issues, gut issues, problems with bones? Teeth, hair, wound healing, and increasingly suffer from chronic inflammatory conditions like Alzheimer's or ALS that increasingly seem to be linked to aluminum toxicity from living in what we refer to as the aluminum age, where aluminum is literally everywhere. It's in the food and in the air. So I think the takeaway for me anyway, if I have to leave somebody with the, with the idea, it's it's that the cell and for cell and tissue health, we need to stay hydrated and supplement our silica intake in our diet. And you can do that with, you know, with plants because that's a great source of silica. It turns out that water is a better source for silica because the gut can uptake the silica out of water more efficiently than with plants, but I think, you know, both are important. And so, you know, I would encourage people to, um, if they want to increase their healthful longevity, um, stay hydrated and uh, drink high silica water, of which ours is one. Thank you so much, Michael, for what you're doing and this beautiful quest to help humanity to live not just longer lives, but healthier and at peace. To me, that's a state that overstates all the other ones, <laughs> being Absolutely. at peace, right? So thank you so much for your beautiful intention in this thank reality. You. So I'll have the website on this podcast profile when it's published. And also, please let me know about the Amazon as well. The Amazon oh, I will. When it's ready. I'll keep you in touch with that. And if there's any way for you in the notes to just mention that the quest. Yes. 10% discount. Absolutely. Yeah, that will be also on the podcast notes. Yeah, for those who are listening, they already know, but then I'll have that in a written way, of course. Yes. Fantastic. The description. Thank you so much again for your presence, and we'll talk soon. Bye for Thank now, you. Michael. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Michael Hobson and his work, please visit aqueensprings.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.